Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Miami. Who doesn't eat churraco? If you don't eat churraco, that means you're a vegetarian. This is capitalism, bro, where the winners win. What's your podcast? The Coach HP Show. I love it. Coach HP. HP, like what a vibe. You got a yeah, great vibe going on. We're vibe. happy we can meet great you. Great energy. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Welcome back to the number one positivity podcast in the internet right now. I got, we were talking about Miami. I got Miami guys here. Big pro Miami guys. John, John is it Jonathan or John? It's anything. Is that? Uh, Jonathan, uh, I'm back to being Jonathan because for my baseball career, I was, I was John. So now I'm, I, I joke around with my boys. I'm like, hey, Jonathan's back. Who who put the, who, who made it John? I think it was Coach Weber at Columbus. Really? I think he kind of like made it where it was it was John Jay. Like it was almost like my name is hyphenated. So that was, uh, I think he's the one that really uh, got that going. And that was the move. And then we have the meat guy of meat guys here, my man Josh. Josh, straight back from Columbia. How was that, bro? Dude, Columbia is a special place. Happy to be home, safe, in one piece. So, but I'm ready, ready to go back even harder. That you guys, mutual Columbus guys. I think uh was it 0203? 03, 03, 03. 03? I'm 05. 05. When you guys were there, right? I'm a public school guy, unfortunately. I I would have died to have that opportunity. Did Columbus feel special to you guys at all? Did you like know it or is it like this is just cool and that's it? I think it felt special. Uh I really appreciated it. So like you said, you know, I came from the public school system. So when I got to Columbus, I just saw that there was something different about it. And I think I realized that as we went on and you know, like his his grade, we were all we were all tight. The 0305. I feel like everyone was tight there. You know, there wasn't like, oh, you guys are freshmen, you know, we're not we're not talking to you, you're sophomores or whatever. Right. I think I felt like it was just a big, big family. Josh, being being an entrepreneur, man, and now we're talking with John, he's an entrepreneur too. What did Columbus help in any way with that, with your circle? I feel like the friendships and all that was huge. Did that help you? By far, of course. The the network and the brotherhood, the fraternity that you're joining, you don't know at the time, what you're building and the families that you're growing with. And uh, I would say that Columbus and the network of Columbus was a huge part of my foundation and still continues to be. You guys do, I don't know if you guys are doing a lot of podcasts. You guys do a lot of podcasts or no? Here and there. I've been doing a lot more lately than, than I usually do. Do you miss it at all, baseball? Have, has that happened to you? Um, I mean, I, I think so. You know, baseball is my first love and I always say it saved my life. So, uh, you know, I definitely owe a lot to baseball on that. But, um, you know, I, I do enjoy spending time with my family. Um, that's been, it's been amazing. My kids, my wife, it, it, that's been, that's been great. But I do miss the camaraderie. I do miss the, you know, messing around with the guys and, and just going through life with, 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 with you know, with, with a group of guys in the, in the clubhouse with a common goal, to, which is, you know, to win. Uh, I do miss that part of it for sure. I uh, I tell people, which is crazy, man. But in the history of Columbus baseball, you're the guy. How and that's to me, it's fucking crazy and amazing at the same time because we talked about this before. You actually played freshman baseball, which is crazy, bro. Because now, if you tell a kid to play freshman baseball, he's like, I'm the biggest loser of all time. Like they're going crazy. I also think that you might, you probably the best UM baseball player of all time. Is that correct? That's I think I have you there. But first of all, the Columbus comment, I appreciate that. And UM, uh, definitely not. No, in a career, who had a better career than you? I don't think so, bro. And the years that you've had and what you've put up, World Series champ and stuff like that, who's had a better career? Not that they were better at Miami. I'm saying whole career through. Yeah. I mean, Pat Burrow, man. Pat Burrow. Well, Pat was a man, but he didn't pop off like that in the big leagues, though, did he? Yeah, he did. He did? 
Yeah, we got UM. UM's got a rich history, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be, you know, hopefully in the top ten, top fifteen. Of UM, no yeah. way, bro. I think you're top. Dude, we got guys, man. We got guys. It's the U. I know it's to you, but no way, bro. What you did there, and how many champ? You won any titles that you won? I didn't get to win. That's the only ring I'm missing, man. Still missing that one. Damn. Hopefully they win this year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get one since I'm in class with all these guys now. So. Josh, when you look at the sports thing of Columbus and stuff like that, man, did you go to a lot to the games? Were you a part of that? You were growing up. A hundred percent. I mean that that was that was part of being an you know an explorer. You support the team. Football games were fun. You know we had a good team and and. I mean, all the others, like, all the girls from Lourdes went, St. Brendan. So it was also, like, it was a party to go to these things. The basketball games are good. So I definitely attended a ton of sport games. Yeah, that <laughs> time, that time, that, that's how you got to hang out with girls, you know. We, we were boys all day, so you, you made sure you go to the sporting You're events. talking to the cheerleaders. Yeah, that's the move, bro. <laughs> like, I was, it's so funny. I'm working with a kid the other day, and the kid's 11 years old. And I go, look, bro, you got to go to Columbus, man. He's like, no, 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 coach, I want to talk to girls during the day. I was like, what are you talking about, bro? These guys, you know about like, girls these guys get, but you don't know about that. You know, you're like scared about that. I don't know. Were you scared about that coming from private school? I mean, public school to that? Were you? Honestly, I wasn't. I wasn't at all. Um, yeah, I knew that, you know, it was going to be better for me not to be around girls during the day. And then, you know, on the weekends and night, you know, we would uh, you know, talk on the phone back then, the AIM, you know, mm -hmm. AOL Instant Messenger and stuff. So, wow. Dude, I, I there's. When I think of you guys, I think of two separate parts, right? Cool fucking dudes, man, that are, that I think even though both of you guys are crushing it, you're just starting in whatever you're at. You know, I, I, I feel that. And then I think the other aspect of how you guys are just dominating on, on your field and, and what you're doing. When F1 happens, right, which was Miami's thing, and you guys are there in both separate places, how do you view that, that Miami's now the spot? Do you think about that? You're like, man, do we got the first, the perfect time? How do you guys feel about that? I'll take it, Jay. There you go. <laughs> um, that's, your, that's, your, that's, that's this guy's right up his alley. I mean, right I, I feel like every three months, if you analyze what's going on in Miami, there's continuous growth. And I'm just, like, so proud to be from this city and seeing, like, who we were, you know, 10, 15 years ago to where we are now. We're sitting at F1. You know, we got the whole world here. You know, the biggest brands, the biggest celebrities, the, the, I mean, what bigger stage is there right now, worldwide, than F1? And it's hot right now. Thanks to that Netflix show, everyone. Bro, that Netflix F1. show, every, do you see that show? I haven't seen it all yet, but uh, I got to get on that. I got to get on that. Everybody talks about that, everyone bro. Everyone fell in love. Like you, everyone knows the drivers, the personality, the teams, the drama. And because of that, it's become, you know, just such a, a big sport throughout the whole world. But I'm proud that it's here in Miami now. I think that was one of the best things that happened in the city yeah. for sure. And uh, yeah, it, it was huge. I mean, um, you know, I don't, I don't go out. You know, my wife and I don't go out like we used to go out when we were younger and stuff like that. But you know, I used to always tell her like Art Basel, right? That was like my one weekend, or like going out. There'd be people in town, and you know, people coming from everywhere and whatnot. And the parties are great, and you know, corporate events and and all that stuff. But I mean, F1 just was totally different. It just had this, you know. It's just a different feel. Like the whole world was here. The whole world was, you know, you saw the picture that that famous picture of you know Beckham with Jordan and Brady and that was crazy. I mean, it was unbelievable. And and you know the events that were put on and and just everything going on that weekend was it was unbelievable. And then you know going to F one for the first time and just seeing seeing what went on it was and the cool thing and, and the thing I talk about with everyone was like this was just year one here, and it felt like it's been going on here forever. I mean, everything was seamless. Everything was, I mean, it was perfect. It was great. Did they have boats in water? Or it looked like water? It looked like water. It oh, like okay. Water. I mean, it was pretty cool. The fact that they actually, like, because that is a Miami vibe here. It's, you know, boats is a, is, is a big thing for us. So the fact that they incorporate that into the style of the race. And so there was a lot of good things. And for me, it was important. You know, when I heard that they're coming to Miami, I was like, how can I be a part of this? I have to be a part of something so great for the city. And, you know, reaching out to them and working with F1, it was not as hard you know, they were embracive of bringing in Miami brands, even small businesses and all that. And I, I was like, wow, like this, these people are doing it right. So for sure, if this was race one, by two, three, and four, this is going to be on another level. So you guys are locked in every year. I'm locked in every year. It's funny. I, I, I wasn't gonna even going to go. And like, I think that Thursday, I was talking to my buddy. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm actually looking for a ticket or whatnot. And so I was like, oh, and then just, you know, Miami stuff. Just one person calls another person and... and Stuff happens, and and you're at the race. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm hanging out the Red Bull at the Red Bull house, and I was just like, "What's going on here?" 
Do you have a, to me, the driver, the it guy is a Hamilton, right? That guy's like the guy with the swag, whatever. Is there anybody else that's hot that you guys like or driver-wise? I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Hamilton fan. So. That's the guy? I like his story. I'm, I'm big on his story. What's his story? What's his story? I mean, the guy's he started out young. Uh, his dad was super, you know, he took he dedicated his life just to his kids so he could race. John, as you look at youth sports, right? It's a little transition to youth sports, right? Josh, you played baseball for a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. And also wrestled. When you look at youth sports, do you, when you were a pro guy, did you look at it and go, oh my God, the parents aren't fucking this shit up. This was completely different than I did. Like when people would ask you advice, would you say like, listen, don't do this and that? How would you treat that, bro? Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing that we forget about is their kids have fun. That's 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 a thing. Uh, I remember going to my cousin's uh, basketball games and you know, they'd be playing, and I remember one time vividly, you know, the dad was just screaming at his son, just screaming at his son, screaming at his son, like, and I just couldn't help it. Like, at the end, I told my wife, I'm like, I have to say something to this guy. And um, it's funny, you know, the gentleman was Cuban, and you know, like us, I mean, we, we maxed out, a lot of us maxed out at 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and uh, I asked him, I said, hey, you know, you're Cuban, right? He's like, yeah, you know, I'm Cuban. And I go, what are you, like 5'8", five, 5'7"? Five, He's like, yeah, you know, and I said, well, your son, what do you think your son's gonna be? You know, thinks your son's gonna be six foot six, six foot seven, playing the NBA. I'm like, let the kid have fun, and he kind of just looked at me like, Whoa, what just happened here? So, I put a big emphasis on having fun. You know, they're kids. You know, you're you're getting life lessons out of out of these games and whatever sport it is, whether it's wrestling, football, baseball, uh, if you're a skateboarder, whatever it is, you're you're learning how to you know deal with adversity, and that's that's the biggest life lesson that we can give these kids. So, I have a big emphasis on that. And it's funny, you know, my daughters are five. They started playing soccer or whatnot, and you know, I'm that parent that just sits back and, and lets them do their thing. You know, my only thing I want out of them is to try their hardest, you know, and uh, and that's all. That's all we talk about. Hey, try your hardest. If, as long as you try your hardest, and that's the best thing we can do. Josh, with you, how was it the same thing or no? I mean, for me, my, my dad was definitely super hard on me, you know, but and but it also gave me the structure that I needed, you know, showing up to practice, being on time doing everything that you needed to do to be successful and taking those lessons and applying it later on to life. I didn't continue to be an athlete, but I continued to be, you know, just a, a, a business professional. And to me, that was important. But definitely, I, I saw those dads on the team. <laughs> so I, I just called them super passionate. You know? Oh, for sure. And, uh, They're just ultra passionate dads. That's great. And, I, and honestly, I'll say it. Like, I was super lucky in my household. You know? um, everyone was super positive. Um, they let me kind of dictate whatever I wanted to do. I mean... I was, I mean, I was a skater kid growing up playing baseball. I mean, how many baseball dads are going to let the kids skate? And do Dude, it was crazy because I, I told you this the last time I interviewed you. When, I don't know it was your dad. I was at the Columbus Clubhouse with Weber, and your dad walks in. I don't know it was your dad. And he starts talking about, no, that my son, when he was young, you know, I put a boxing gloves. I gave him a baseball. I gave him a football. I gave him a basketball. And whatever he gravitated towards. And he told me that, brother, you're a baseball guy. And then I had this conversation, I think, with Rolando, too, who's a, who's a hitting coach there and, and was a guy at International. And he goes, uh, you wanted to go to Columbus. And people were like, correct me if I'm right or wrong, people were like, fuck, bro, to play for Columbus is a big deal. And you go, no, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be an outfielder. Like, like you were always super calculative and that you wrote goals down. Like before The Secret, you were writing the your goals down and manifesting, right? Sure. And But it gets better. So the whole... Columbus thing happens, right? Did you, you had to, you made all county, like junior year, sophomore year? Junior year, I made second team all county. And senior year? Second in the, in, in the county in hitting. So. That's, that was, uh, that's some politica. <laughs> that's some politica there. That's some politica there. And then senior year? Senior year, I did make all county. Okay. And then they, I think it was him that told me, no, dad, I want to play in UM. And I was like, fuck, Miami, man. That's like the U. And at the time, Miami stacked. And to be an outfielder in Miami and to be a lefty hitter, because if you're an outfielder, it limits you. You know, it means you you, you got you to gotta hit. And you're not only, and correct me, I remember this conversation. And I had this conversation with him, bro, like five or four years ago. And he said, that was your first goal. And then the second goal was to become an All-American at Miami. And you fucking hit that. And then you go, Dad, I want to get drafted. I think you said in the first round, no, or very low, something like that. I should have drafted. And then you get drafted. It felt like the first round. Was it a second? 
Yeah, the, it was it was drafting. It's getting drafted. For me, that, it didn't matter where I was. Yeah, but se- what second round is it? Second round. Yeah, bro, but that's like come on. Last that's... pick, last pick of the second round. Damn, bro, into the Cardinals, which is which is crazy, dude. Did you manifest that, bro? Did you know that was the truth? Don't do some secret shit here. Did you like feel it? You're like, dude, I'm gonna do it. Or did you just see stuff happening? Did you get a lucky hit one day off a lefty and go, oh my God, I can do this in varsity JV? Talk to me about that, bro. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and I talk about it all the time now, is, you know, I always lived in the moment. So, you know, I made goals that were realistic to myself and that were attainable at the time. You know, it wasn't like, you know, a lot of times we'll say like, all right, I want to get to the big leagues, which is up here. But then it's like, there's all these little steps. So I think I, I did a good job of just understanding, okay, if I can do this, then... If I dominate this, and then what's next? Okay, then this comes next. So, like you said, like going to Columbus, you know, I made the freshman team, but I looked around and said, man, everyone in Columbus is going to the best schools in the country. So, if I can stick this out and I can make varsity eventually, and it doesn't matter if I play as a sophomore, as a junior, you know, hopefully as a senior, if I can just play one year in Columbus, it's going to put me on this path to be able to go to the next level, which would be college. You know, I was worried about getting a college scholarship. Like, how am I going to pay for college? That's what I'm thinking about in high school. So I'm able to, you know, make varsity and then I kind of, you know, I did well. And then I look around at, you know, kind of measuring myself up to everyone else around the county and I'm seeing, all right, well, these guys are going here. These guys are going there. We're like, hey, you know, I can go to UM if I continue to do well. And that's kind of how I just really did everything. And then it's funny when I committed to UM at the time, I mean, they had like four junior outfielders, five junior outfielders, sophomore. And I didn't care. I was like, I'll go in there and redshirt if I have to redshirt. I don't care. This is my dream school. And I remember people were like, hey, you're crazy going to UM. You're never going to play. What about this? You can go to all these other schools and this and that. And I'm like, listen, this is my dream. This is my life. And this is what I want to do. And like we said, like just kind of manifesting that, but being realistic with myself. So I always kind of did that. And like I said, go to UM and I'm playing with Ryan Brown and I'm playing with all these All-Americans and this and that. And then I honestly didn't think of getting drafted until the summer before my junior year. You know, I see Brown go in the first round. And I'm like, dude, I hit behind this guy the whole year. And I'm like, oh, maybe I have a chance. And then I get invited to the USA team. And now I'm playing with guys that I read about my whole life. Literally read about them since I was 14 years old. Drew Stubbs, Matt Laporta, all these guys. And I'm like, I'm sitting there with them. I'm like, man, I'm hitting third on the USA team to start off. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, this is So if I do this, and I remember the year before, all these guys got drafted high. So I'm like, man, I'm playing USA. All these guys won the first and second round. I'm like, cool. Maybe I can do that as well. And I remember talking to my mom about it, and she's like, no, you're going to finish college. You have to I'm like, mom, this is how baseball works. You know, you leave as a junior, you have leverage, they give you a signing bonus, and then it kind of goes on. So that's kind of been the approach I took the whole time and, you know, uh, getting to the big leagues, minor leagues, just my whole life. And then, you know. I remember your dad saying a story of LaRusso bringing you down. Like, you were up in the big leagues, and then he wanted to get you at bats and bringing you down, and you weren't too happy about that or, or something like that. Is that true? Yeah, so it was just, you know... Um, at the time, um, I had done well for a whole month in a limited role, and I, I had literally just moved myself into an apartment. Like talking about like you know doing things. So the first two weeks, I'm like, I'm not gonna get an apartment. I don't know what's gonna happen. But then once I had proved, I kind of proved myself. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna be here. But, you know, things happen, and it's just the way it goes. And we had acquired a veteran player, um, so it was like, hey, instead of you sitting on the bench, you're gonna go get at bats every day. And that's the long term approach. You know, at the time, you're like, well. Who knows, what if I get hurt and then I don't come back up? And you know, all these things are going right. through your head, but right. obviously it's the best thing to happen. I got to play every day. And then when I did get called up, it was a seamless transition to me. Are you pissed you never played with that powder blue? I got to play with it once. Yeah? Just one time. Have you seen that? No, what is it? The Cardinals powder, powder blue? blue. They, they wear it all the time now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got Sick, a, I got bro. a good picture. I got a good picture of, like, David Freeze. Uh, yeah? I think, uh, David Freeze, Daniel Scalzo, and myself uh, in the, under the, in the tunnel. I remember grabbing the photographer myself. I'm like, hey, I need, I need this picture. I need this picture. Right <laughs> but yeah, these uniforms are sweet, man. Sweet. That's what they were in the 80s and stuff. So it's, it's sick, cool. bro. Sick. Throwbacks. I love it. Josh, your story with me is interesting because I got to know you during the pandemic. Bro, everybody started ordering fucking Josh Premium Meats. Those were the, that's a, that was nearly like the beginning. The beginning, right? So I started to hear from you and everybody was posting it. And so I, I got to reach out to this guy. So I reach out to Delgado and Delgado is like, no. We'll put this guy in, and me and you started talking, right? And at the time, you told me about the story where you had the meat in your garage, and you're literally pushing meat out of here. Yeah, it, like a small business. They, they, like, on the weekends, selling meat Friday through Sunday in a garage and having people come through and place their orders. And it was a second job because I was still working at the hospital. So it was it was tough. But, you know, knowing what I know now, thank God I never stopped. And, and that drive to continue to see what it would develop into in the first year. I, I, I remember I was like, why am I doing this? I'm not even, 
like I would look back and I was like, I'm not making what I think I should be making right. for the amount of work I'm putting in. But I was seeing how like it, the reaction of people and and like and even me, like I was like, people are like this is the best steak I've ever had in my life. Like this is better than any restaurant I've been to in the world. This and that. And they're like, don't stop. And I was driven by that like excitement that experience that people were having even though i wasn't because in the beginning like it was it was tough it was tough i was learning how to run your own business i had always worked you know for corporate companies i was a medical device rep but learning how to do do you know that john that he was selling medical devices i didn't i didn't yeah I didn't. so i was working for a company and learning how to run a business you know just from ordering to, to selling to you wear all the hats to accounting to everything and uh it was great it was great and that's when I got to meet you towards the beginning before, you know, I had a really nice, you know, store. And then before that, the warehouse and uh, definitely. Did you know you're going to be this good at this? Did you feel it? Did you knew that you were trend setting and all stuff? I don't think you see it when it's happening. You, I think the growth, you see it later on because you're so focused on your daily craft on just what you want to do and, and making sure I definitely had the passion and the drive. Um, but I never, I never, I was always one of those people, I ne you never see your growth because to me, it's like I live in the, in the trenches day to day to day to day. Right. And like you can't really play into those other. So right now your meets where? Like I know you told me Poppy Steak. Well, where, where do we get your stuff at? So when I first started, it was just strictly for people that grilled at home. But I'm 35 now and the things that I enjoy to do, it's, um, it's not m as much clubbing. I enjoy going to nice restaurants, fine dining. And for me, it was always a goal to get my, to be able to take the meats that we bring in from Japan and Australia and incorporate that into local restaurants and start building a relationship with local restaurants because that's what I truly love. And now we do over 45 restaurants in Miami alone. So that to me is, you know, it was a huge accomplishment, especially landing on it. Like seeing your name, like these meats handpicked by Josh Premium Meats on a menu, I was like, I remember I had like a surreal moment. What was, was like, the first menu you saw that had that? It happened to be the, one of the best restaurants in Miami. It's ZZ's. It's a members-only club owned by Major Food Group. And um, at this restaurant, you only see, you know, just top-level, top-notch guys at this place. And I was just like, wow, like I was able to, you know, to, to accomplish this with just hard work and, and in a short amount of time, only five years. So to me, I was like, man, if I could do this in five years, what can I do in the next five? And, and it just continues to push me to see what you know where else we can go and continue to grow the brand but i was telling jay before we got on like growing a brand is the hardest thing i've ever had to do because it's consistency it's making sure you're always doing the right things and the people around you believe in your brand the same way that you do because they are an extension of you so always making sure that the brand is being represented in the right way and um and just having that extra strength to just always keep going even when you're tired even when you're like man this guy called me at the last second or you know this restaurant and i'm just like that that's why that's what makes us you know top notch the best huh and when 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 alex hallies calls you and he's like yo jay's oh jay's, jay's at my house we're gonna barbecue i need yeah, i'm already leaving the door. like all right we're turning back what what's your favorite thing to get from his what do you usually like to barbecue is it churraco what are you into churraco churraco for sure. I'm, easy, I'm easy churraco is my go-to that's definitely like a top that, that, that's our top it's miami who doesn't eat churraco, churraco? if you don't eat churraco that means you're a vegetarian <laughs> I, make, I make the churraco at night and i make sure i have enough so for the next two days i can eat the same thing every day then Fuck I make steak yeah, and eggs in the morning. I mean, when it's not good, it's not hard either. And then I just keep it going. <laughs> What's your number one seller? Is it churraco? What is it? By far, like 10 to 1. 10 Miami, to 1. Yeah, if you leave Miami, I probably wouldn't even sell churraco. <laughs> Miami is just like, I think the, I have babies that come in. They're like, oh, this baby wants churraco. I'm like, <laughs> this baby wouldn't know if it's eating, like, you know, anything. But no, churraco. Jay, you, we talked about something there, bro, interesting, which is branding, right? Your brand as a baseball player, because branding is reputation. Right, so it's a very similar to parenting. You know, it's something that you like care about so much. Your brand was almost like a low key dude that got the job done. That really wasn't trying too hard. You weren't trying not to win the game with one swing. You were a guy who used to work the pitchers, lefty on lefty, or you were rarely pull the ball. You go the opposite way and just real technical stuff like that, man. As we talked, almost at the end of your career, I almost felt that you were preparing for this role in life technically. Like, I get a, a vibe from you like Pharrell. 
I got a Pharrell vibe from you. Tabor P. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like that, and I get very earthy, organic, the yoga, and all, all these things that, bro, and I'm sure growing up, like, it was like loser world. Like, bro, what is this guy doing, right? But now it's like the win-win, bro. That uniqueness about your brand and how you took care of it, bro. Were you always conscious about that? Is that just something that happened? Um, I don't think I was always conscious about it. I think, you know, like I said, my parents, my grandparents, they always instilled in me, a, a, be a good person, be a good human being, you know, and like, you know, going back to Columbus, you know, it's a Catholic school and all that. And I, I always had a big faith. And I always said, like, I'm going to be an extension of, you know, what God wants me to be. You know, um, I might not read the Bible every day. I might not be on trench and all these other things. But I'm going to try to be an example and, and just be a good person. You know, I know to get to the point that, that I got to now, you know, there's a village of people behind me that were always there looking out for me, helping me out. So you know, I just always tried to do the same thing. And then it's just kind of funny how, like you said, like, you know, I grew up as a skater. I used to wear Jenkos to, to six in sixth grade. I was wearing Jenkos and skates. Fuck, yeah, bro. I was like, I was that guy. And my, you know, my old school grand Cuban grandparents are like, you can only wear those pants if you're skating. Muchacho, parece un payaso con los pantalones. You remember Jenkos? Of course, man. Yeah, These so flare out the things. Honest, so, you know, my cousin grew up in New York, so that was like my influence to where now it's like, it's me. Like, I love the ride bike. I love the paddleboard, yoga, uh, skateboarding, like surfing like all this stuff dude that you do the bike too man you know nigel you have to know nigel sylvester right like I, mean, the, I know who he is he's a, yeah he's, he's, he's the man that's like the biking do you know who that is i haven't met him yet he's no. the man jordan brand he's on yeah he, he has the number five he has so funny so we were in a meeting the other day and and a kid who went to columbus the guy who who we met with was wearing those shoes and he goes to, he was wearing the nigel jordan the ones, the ones. and he goes to him he goes oh bro your, your shoes are dirty oh, yeah. and he doesn't they come that way yeah, yeah. like especially that are super sweet that they that they come that way. That is crazy, man. Yeah, because as I watched that, I was the reverse. I'm always a guy that was looking to to pop off because I was just losing. I, in my life, I was just losing so much. And I felt that I'd walk into rooms with guys like you and I, like, for some weird reason, I had to impress versus, versus I wasn't trying to, like, hate on anybody or anything, but I just wanted to impress to be like, fuck, I want to fit in with these guys. These are the guys, man. This guy has guys asking for free meat all the time now. Right, like he has to like literally shut down. His mom has become like a bodyguard. Like, no, no, no. There's like a list, right? It's funny. It reminds me of Tom Ford. So one of my boys in Los Angeles was a number one Tom Ford guy, sales guy. And Tom Ford used to have a list of people that are who's fifty percent off. Who's like Brad Pitt, Jay Z, Tom Hanks, and it goes down. None of this, right? Do you have a list of a? Uh, of of who's on the list, what percentage, who's trying to I mean, sneak in the meats, what's secrets, going on? You, you know that it's not even. Um, you would think that that list is actually you know full of like people of status and celebrities, but honestly, it's the people that I rock with from day one. It's the people that came to the garage on the weekends that came and supported me when no one knew about you know Josh Premium Meats when there wasn't a, a big brand and it was just about you know what it was. Those are the people I take care of my day ones. Those are the people that, hey, you're with me. You're always going to stay with me, and I'm going to always take care of you. So, and, and even when we work with people with status and celebrities, to me it's important that they're skin in the game. You know, we take care of them, but I, I'm not a big fan of just like, oh, you know, here, like we're not desperate for, you know, we want people to actually believe in the brand, to be a part of the brand and, and, and have pride. And so when I meet people like that that want to be a part of it, that's when it's a beautiful relationship. Every time I've tried to force it, Never works out. Damn, bro. That's because I get that vibe from both you guys that you guys didn't try to force. And, bro, my life's completely different. Everything that's worked out for me, I fucking had to force, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if not, nothing would happen. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if it's the Columbus thing or not, but I had to force every fucking thing, bro. Like, nothing happens to me. Nothing happens to me good unless I fucking go. Hey, my <laughs> wife, I had to fucking force it. Everybody, like. That's a different story. I, I had to force my wife, too. I had to, I had to you know. Yeah, bro. Pursuing and pursuing and pursuing. That's, that's, a, that's a different one. But, but it's like everything great, I feel like, because people are like, oh, it's landed on my lap. Not, no way, bro. I fucking had to go like, ham, dude. It's just, it's just crazy. How I struggled big time with identity issues. Like, I could, bro, if I could be cool like Jay, fuck, bro. If I could be a smooth guy like Josh, fuck, bro. How do you guys dealt with that growing up? And now, because now you're at F1 and you got fucking Jordan and, and Brady and you're like, or whatever, and then you're here with Chef John George or at, at this place, at Commode, whatever. How do you guys deal? Bad Bunny, you're fucking playing, he's, he's in a, your fucking video or your thing. How do you guys deal with that? I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, like I'll compare it to, you know, in baseball, you know, I get called up and, you know, I got Albert Pools standing right next to me, the guy that I grew up watching and, then you get to know guys and you're like, hey, we're, we're all the same. We're just, we're normal people, right. you know? 
some people are more recognizable, some people are Hall of Famers and stuff like that. But you know, we're all we're all the same people. And I, I think, like, like I said, you know, I, I talk about my my parents, my grandparents a bunch, and they just always taught me like, you know, pe- treat people with respect. You know, and that's that's always been the biggest thing with me. And, and yeah, there's times you get excited to see people, and of, of course, you know, it happens. You know, people you idolize and you know, people you grew up watching and things like that. But I think uh, at the end of the day, I just you know, everyone's a human being, and you know, I, I really and I, and I love now like. Doesn't matter how famous you are, how rich you are. Like, if you're not a good person, I I, I could care less. Yeah, I, could, I could care less. Like, oh, I got this, I got that. Like, dude, cool. You have money, cool. What what, what does that do? It doesn't matter. Like, you know. So I, I really, I, I like being around good people and helping good people. And like you said, you know, building these relationships and doing different things. It's like, you know, if you have the right intentions, it, you know, it, things things happen for you. Karma, you know, things happen when you least expect it to. But you know, I always try to live my life and as that person that's trying to do good and, and trying to help people out. And, you know, some people don't want to hear it. Some people don't want to take it, but it's like, I know in my heart, I can go to sleep with peace knowing that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be the best person I can be. Josh, talk to me. I would say, um, well, I, what I love about Jay is he's super humble and, um, we have a similar foundation when it comes to, you know, just staying modest, staying always humble and, and just knowing who you are. But, uh, it's always exciting when you're working with, you know, just these, you know, high profile, it could be a high end chef or whatnot, but, to me, I love it because it's they share the same passion, the same things that I love to do. So, and they're a person just like you. But once you, you know, have those conversations and you start building that relationship and you have that, what unites you together, then it's it's a beautiful thing. So, uh, to me, I love it. I love it, and uh, I don't, you know, I won't. There's no stage that I won't go to, and I, I've yet not to felt comfortable or find a way to relate to whoever's in the room, you know. And and I feel that you know I belong there just as much as anyone else. So that to me has always been important. That makes sense, bro. Let's talk hitting real quick, bro, because I, I I can't let you leave. I'll just talk hitting. What mindset should a hitter have? We're not talking about big league. We're talking about, let's say, middle school, high school. It's kind of the same, right? What mindset is today? Everybody's fucking launch and let's lock and load and let's try to hit home runs, right? What worked for you, number one? And then number two, you're the hitting coach, you're the manager. What are you teaching kids today? Yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand. Like I knew my strengths. You know, I knew my. I was a single hitter. I was a line drive hitter. I knew that's what I did really well. So I didn't try to do anything more than. You that. never tried to change it. Never tried to change it. So smart. Never tried to change it. And it's funny because you know people were like, "Oh, if you hit for power, you can make more money, and you can do this and that." I'm like, "Look, what's gonna keep me in the big leagues is playing defense, being a good teammate, running the bases, and hitting line drives. I don't. That's gonna keep me in the big leagues. I don't need. I can stay right there and make a good living, living, and, and be all right." Yeah, could I try to hit home runs and then this happens or that? Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to stay where I know I can be successful. So that's kind of been what I did the whole time. And, you know, if I'm a hitting coach now, when I talk to kids, it's like, you know, know your strengths and control the strike zone. You know, work work the pitcher. Um, understand the scoreboard. You know, the scoreboard tells you everything you need to know in baseball. I'm leading off an inning. Uh, I need to get on base. So how can I get on base? Work the pitcher. You know, there's a man on third. There's one out. The infield's back. All I got to do is hit a ground ball to the second baseman. And I get the job done, which is getting an RBI. I'm not trying to get a hit. I'm trying to dominate the situation every single time. So that's what I'd really teach. It's the fundamentals of the game. Were you ever a guy, but it's happened to me so many times, that you start the game wearing batting gloves and wristbands, and then it's going bad, and you take out the wristbands and throw it? No, I've seen a lot of that. Change shoes, shoelaces. <laughs> I mean, Superstitious stuff? Yeah. I, I tried it just to, sucks. I, I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't that guy. I, I was the guy. <laughs> I was the guy that game's at 715, and it's 707, and I'm still in the clubhouse. I'm listening to music. I'm hanging out, relaxing, because I knew, and we talked about like having you know that confidence in a, in a room or whatnot. I knew I'd put in all the work I need to put in during the day. That all right, whatever's gonna happen in the game is gonna happen. You know, I'm not gonna. Let's talk about work. Okay, hold on a second. So in high school, an example, how many days a week were you hitting? Oh, every day. You're hitting every day at well, yeah, because we're practicing every day. Before that, would you still hit every day, like eighth grade, seventh grade? eighth grade i mean we played a lot but yeah. you know once i think i always tell you like w- when your kids 12 13 14 is when you you can really start taking ownership and in, in what you want to do and, and taking that passion and then you know i wanted to go do things like no one had to tell me like hey no you have to go hit this time or you hit. so that they kind of let me do what i wanted to do so 12 13 14 that's when you that's start when i really just like oh i like baseball i love baseball this one it's funny i, I actually played at you know, i started playing in south miami quarter league it was a core league. It was fun. Everything was great. You know, eat potato chips after the game, hang out with your friends, cool. And then I went to an academy, which was amazing. I went to hardball, and it was great, but it was more intense. And it was great because, you know, you learn the fundamentals, and you do a lot of good things. 
but that just wasn't me at that time. I wasn't ready for that. And I remember telling my mom, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Put me back in South Miami quarterly so I can hang out my friends. I want those chips. What potato chips were you eating? Man, I don't even remember, dude. Lay's. Who knows? Was Ruffles. it Lay's? Ruffles. Ruffles. Those, Ruffles which I don't think they have the original yeah, Ruffles, Ruffles anymore. With the little blue. The little, the little blue, blue thing. Yeah. What about you? What are your chips? Um, I like the cheddar ones. I always like the cheddar ones. That and the Fritos. I was a big. The Fritos are big, too. Fritos is big. <laughs> Bro, I. I hate this because every time, like we, when I reminisce, I gotta destroy my dad, right? Because there's, I, it's, it just sucks. Is my dad was fucking Mister Serrano's generic, like fucking. If I could get this guy to get me Fruit Loops, he'd buy the one with the panda versus the fucking, the the real uh, bird. But Tamiami Park was known for its pizza, right? And I'm a Tamiami Park guy, and bro, I used to, which is crazy, I used to run around and look at the garbage cans because my dad was always like, oh, I come in like ah, so my mom cooked every night, bro. But I would look and people would drop pizza, bro. And I would just go to the garbage. Nobody's look, go to the garbage and ah. eat pizza, bro. And just fucking go crazy in pizza. <laughs> How it's crazy, man, because when you think back, right? Cause we we've lived, man. We're how old are you now? 37. 37, right? 35. 35. I'm 43. I feel like if I'm like mentally almost like, bro, like my vibe is like I'm in like 20, like real young, right? But that was a long time ago, man. Do you think about that a lot? Do you think about your childhood a lot? In doing podcasts and interviewing people, I'm constantly like reminiscing and, I, and I'm in youth, so I, I use my examples to it. Do you guys know what you do now? Do you, and obviously you got kids and I know that brings back, but do you think about that a lot? Every day. I think my wife gets sick and tired of hearing stories from my, oh, baby, when I was this age, I, I would do this and I'll do that. And it's like, I've had, you've told me the same story a bunch of times. And especially now. I mean, now I really can do, it's funny, now it's like I'm living the life that I would have been living when I was 10, 11, 12 if I wasn't playing baseball all the time, right? I'm skateboarding, I'm riding bike, I'm just doing surfing, I'm doing all these things where, you know, I couldn't drive myself to go do all these things and, and there weren't skate parks around back then or whatnot. So now I'm like living like my, it's like it's like I'm back in the 90s and I'm like, this is this is Jay in the 90s with, without baseball, you know, I'm doing all these things that, that I've always loved and always had a passion for, but now I can do it and I can afford to, you know, bump my knee. Like, I mean, right now I'm walking around my knees in chow, like, Big, and there's no worries. Today. No worries. We'll put some ice and we'll, we'll be all right. And you, Josh? Definitely. Uh, there's always reflection in your childhood and, and you know what makes you as a person. And um, I, now as, as I've gotten older, I think you know having a great relationship with the people who took care of me. Now I get a chance to you know help them as my parents. So definitely that's been something that you know I look back and all the great memories that they helped me you know have. I want to give back to them. You know now that I can help them and and whatever. And I see my mom every day. And hey, you got her in the car. Was that hard, bro, working with your mom, or is it the best the thing? the only person at work I can't control. Like, I, I, I tell her one thing, and I'm like, if she does 10% of that, I'll be happy. But I get to see her every day. And um, I have a lot of friends that, you know, don't have their parents or lost their parents during COVID, and I don't take that for granted. Like, seeing her every day, even if it's just having her next to me while we're eating lunch, and it's that moment because we're both busy, have her. So to me, that's special. But definitely, you know, I'd look back at, you know, being a kid and – I still do a lot of the things I like to do now. You know, I like boating, I like going out and traveling. And I still, you know, my parents were big on traveling when I was a kid and skiing and all these things. And I still, I feel like a kid now. Every time I do it, I think of when I was 10 or 12 or doing all those things. I'm just like, man, like I'm never going to grow up. I'm going to be a big kid forever. Dude, I love that. You talked about boating. We got boat here. Talk to us about this boat brand, bro. Yeah, best of all time. So, uh, yeah, my buddy Andrew Lane and, uh, and myself, um, been getting to work the last couple of months so uh you know it's cool we were able to do uh, this this collab with a legendary street artist from miami atomic that uh you know he's famous for his orange and you know we were able to slap down on our brand which has been cool so it's been fun for me just diving into different things and it's funny i feel busier now than i did when i was playing baseball which is awesome you know i get up i mean i don't sleep so i'm up at 3 30 sometimes four just really yeah yeah now you don't sleep because of excitement or you don't sleep? Is it excitement? Excitement. That you're... I, I was never much, much of a sleeper before. I mean, you know, during the baseball season, I mean, you're over 20. You know, the, those are some long nights for a couple of days. Right, right, right. But because, uh, you know, your mind just constantly on. But I just always had this energy. And, you know, I was working out. I started working out when I was 14 before high school. So when I got to UM, it was, it was nothing for me to wake up and, and do all these things. And and now it's, uh, it's fun where, you know, I can work on some stuff in the morning. I'll work out. And I make sure that, you know, by 7.15 when the kids are all getting up, I'm home. We hang out for a couple hours, you know, before they go to school, take them to school, and then I have time to do other things. And it's been it's been good. So yeah, working on boat, 
Um, I'm part owner as well as a sunglass company called Tomahawk Shades. I gotta, I gotta. I saw that, dude. I hook both of you guys up. Yeah, bro. I would have worn it today. Yeah, brought, what's the number one seller? Oh man, honestly, we got a bunch of good stuff. Small batch, so uh, you know we make a small batch of you know all our different models. Well, is there like a is there like a model that's more popular? Um, well, which one do you like rocking the most? Dude, I rock all of them. Yeah, I literally have. My 25 pair there waiting for me, and I just I, I kind of mix and match. Depends on the styles, right? It's, it's funny. I was kind of mad because I pulled up today and I wasn't wearing glasses. I was like, I forgot them before I left, and I was like, I never forget sunglasses. Really? But you take them out of the car? Yeah, I mean, I got. You get different cars. Got, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a you know have a wide variety now that I get the. That's true. Like, that's I true. Like, you know, I like. Do match, you match them? You I, match them? Absolutely, I match. I match everything. You know, I, I, have, I have a couple of wedding rings. You know, I got different colors, and you know, my wife makes funny, but you know, it depends the outfit, depends how I'm feeling and stuff. So. That's um, the artistic side of him, dude. Dude, I'm yeah. telling you, Pharrell, this guy's the Pharrell with the, that could hit 320 any day of the week, bro. Yeah, so, so both has been good, uh, the Tomahawk Shades, and then I was asked, I'm actually uh, part of a, a tequila company called Lo Siento. Okay. So we launched in L.A., we're in the west side of L.A., we're in all the Hwood Group venues out there, and then we're actually now in Nashville, uh, we're in a bunch of the local bars there, and then we're the official exclusive tequila of the new soccer stadium, Geodas Park, which I got to go to, it's absolutely beautiful. Where's that stadium at? In Nashville. Nashville. So we're we're licensed in Nashville and Tennessee and in California and then we're direct to consumer in thirty nine states. And it's called Lo Siento. Can we get can we get a bad bunny club here like Lo Siento? Whatever you want, man. Hey, hey, we, we need that. Hey, we manifesting it, all right? Right now. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm we're gonna show. Right now. We're gonna <laughs> you heard it here first. We're manifesting we want bad bunny. Let's go. So we're the unapologetic spirit. <laughs> I love it, dude. So that's been that's been a ton of fun. You know, for me it's it's great just learning. Like I'm learning every single day. Right. And um that's been good. And then, you know, I'm back in school. So I left school as a junior. Um I had a year left. So I just finished my first three classes this semester. Proud to say I got two A's and a B. Look at you, bro. So I was super pumped Overachiever about that. over here. Over, Look at this like, guy. It was amazing. Online know? course or going oh, to class? I'm in class. Dude. You're in class? in the front? I sit in the front. Oh. I'm in class. I talk the most in class. Really? I talk to professors after, asking for, you know, these, you know, brilliant professors over at UM and just giving me advice with everything I need. So this is my routine. You know, I, I park at the baseball field. Put my backpack on and then you know, I jump on the skateboard. So you'll, you'll see me skateboarding through campus. Tremenda pinta, bro. You think he's a freshman? <laughs> you think he's a freshman? <laughs> he's he's skateboarding from the do- from the dorms. I'm telling you, it's amazing. I, I skate, skate through campus. This guy's doing ollies. You do ollies at all? I, I can ollie. Ollies, a kickflip, not yet, but I'm gonna get a kickflip down this summer. Yeah, That's, if you don't let him see your gray hair down here, no, hey, you're, a freshman. It's, it's, you're a freshman. I've owned this now. You know, I yeah. used to, I used to use the gesture, man. You know, you did, of course. That's not an ad, by the way. Used, it's for I, real. Of course. But then now I own it. You know, I own it. I want them to ask. They're like, hey, how old are you? I'm oh, 37. Bro, this. So when I when I had him on, he had the the dreads. And they were growing real long. And I loved them on. I thought, I thought it was like a real cool look on him. Right. And then he then he cut them off. People. Look at that. Great hair, bro. Wow, man. Yeah, because Pops has great hair, too. What are genetics, bro? And you two, this guy, great hair. I, uh, I've never done that, men, for things. Only because... Because your skin color, you could pull it off. But me, bro, like you see the guys that are like this and they start hiding the whites and it becomes brown for some reason. That has to be the weakest look in the world, no? <laughs> hey, you got to own it. I just own it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I know. You pulled it off. I'm telling you. But when you have light skin, I don't think you pull, coach, you pull you got, it off. You got a great beard, though, Coach. I'm, listen, I'm there. I'm kind of, I have the gray. I just wish I could be a little more somber. If it's, it's just white here, I wish it was more white. And then I just can't wait till it be like, like Santa Claus. All white. And just go all white, like, like Armani and stuff like that. And just like be old school <laughs> and, and just. And just rocked his vibe. But by the way, shout out to Duvin, my man Austin Duval for the fit. Sent me like six of these. It's a it's a conversation starter. It's tropical. My my vibe with this, I'm gonna see if you guys agree with this. I want it to look like a guy that's on vacation, but just be crushing and working 24-7. But my vibe is vacation. That's it. I like that. I like that. I like it. I mean, I, I love the conversation starter outfits. Yeah. I like the I like the I've had people tell me like, dude, you look like a mascot right now. I'm like, good. This is this is how I roll. Yeah. You know, if I'm gonna go in, I, I go all in. Well, because it's very different from our parents, bro, because our parents wouldn't pull like very like conservative, like solids and this and that, but and especially now with the whole like the Miami thing and how it pops and stuff, I just think it's interesting to to switch it up. I th- I think it's interesting to switch it up. You have a couple of tattoos. You're gonna get more, not really. Yeah, yeah. So um I got right here Lama de Beast. So I started later, you know, I was like thirty one. But everything's super significant. Me too, bro. I started at 30, so. Yeah, so the first one I got was Palante. You know, my grandfather, that was his favorite thing to say. You know, Palante, Palante, no, Palante. So Patrani pa impuso. And Palante, then I got, uh, I got La Madrid to honor that, that side of the family, my mom's side. Then I got the J. I got uh, the kid's birthday, the, the twins. And then I got my wedding anniversary. 
and then I got little man's, and then I got the U down here. You. I got the U down here. So this was cool. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to be put in the Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame. So that's when I got this one. Nice. Deal. And then this was my last one right here. This is a. Uh, I got Curious George. You know, you know, we were seen a funeral evil, and this was kind of a when I kind of knew in my life that, you know, last year I was like, all right, baseball has been great. Everything's been amazing. I, I'm thankful for it. But, you know, now I'm just, this is me. I'm going to live my life, you know, the way, because I wanted this forever. Like my wife used to be like, you're going to get, this is what you're really going to get. I'm like, I'm going to get this one day. I'm going to get it one day. And then one day I did. So you wanted that see no evil, hear no evil thing forever. With the monkeys. With the monkeys. For sure. Curious George is my guy. Curious George. So Curious you love George. the man with the yellow hat and I the whole thing. I love it. Since I was a since kid. Since you were a little kid. Since I was a kid. Curious George. Yeah. You ever see, did you ever see Reading Rainbow? Remember the name? There was there was a, it was on PBS. It used to be it's in a book, a reading rainbow, and they used to talk about Curious George, bro, which they used to show us to us on the on the projector. You know, you guys are a little young. They used to have the projector, and they hit you with the Curious George, bro. Josh, any tattoos? Are we gonna get a machete there soon, or what are we looking at? No, no. <laughs> I think I need a machete. I, I haven't gotten any tattoos yet. No, but um. You think about that well, at all? You're like, nah, bro. No, no. But I did buy my first chain, and I oh, think yeah. I'm gonna get some sort of like JP, something mm -hmm. that you know I want to get, but no tattoos yet. You know, I I don't know. I, I just still haven't like started it, and I know once I start, it's not gonna stop. I'll end up with a sleeve, so I'm just trying to like. Yeah, I'm, I got some more stuff coming. I think. Yeah, I've been I've been manifesting. Where so where are you start, where are you thinking of putting? I like I'm a big like leg leg guy. Really, yeah, leg guy. I like the leg. Guy. Coach, you got nothing on your legs. No, because I have bad legs, bro. Listen, <laughs> these flamingo legs. All right, look at this. This yeah, is, you show them off. Look at this short. I have to because of the gotta, look. You got a tan. I got to go hide things. I got the tan. I used to have the baseball sock tan, which was horrible. But I got these flamingo legs from my dad that suck, bro. And I get pissed. And it's so crazy. You mentioned that. Every time I look at myself down, I think of my dad because we have the same legs. And I'm like, fuck, bro. <laughs> Bobby, you hooked me up here. <laughs> Fucking sucks, dude. Yes. So I think I'm going to do like the right side to do like my sports tribute, you know, like my career, like things that have been very important. Okay. Like that. And the left side is gonna be the kind of like my, my lifestyle type of thing. So I'm, I'm waiting to. I haven't caught a barrel yet on a surfboard, but I think when I catch a barrel, then I'm, I'm gonna get a little the shaka or the surfboard something like that. And then I think I need to hit a kickflip before I get a skateboard. All right. So what is a uh, what did you call what is uh, what, what, what did you call that? What do you a catch a, what? a barrel? So is that like a barrel? So is that like this? So you go through this? So you go through? You're in it. You're in it. You're in it. You're in it. Then it's you know what I heard that now. You know what I heard that now since there's wave pools, like the young and up and people young and up practice. You don't really practice. You don't have to do the ocean. Unbelievable. I mean, you have a consistent wave every single time, and that's that's what I love about surfing. Surfing. You, know, you can be hanging out, especially here in South Beach. You're just hanging out, and then all of a sudden, right there, this thing just pops up, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, go. Yeah, but there's no waves here, bro. We got waves. Uh, unless it, there is yeah, waves here. Waves. Yeah, unless right, there's a hurricane, hurricane coming. We got waves. <laughs> we have waves. There's a yeah. You know, South Beach is really good. We actually get one of the best swells. So you need a north swell for South Beach, and then Harbor House, which is Holliver, gets really good, consistent waves. And then you drive up the coast. I mean, the best wave I ever caught in my life was in Stewart, Jensen Beach, and I think I rode this thing for like 15 seconds. And so, I got up and I still couldn't believe it. I'm like, I still, I'm thinking about it now. Like I just caught it and I was like, all right, all right, stay up, stay. And I started doing some carving. I don't know what, what happened. And I was like, this is awesome. So I like to travel. Um, I got into surfing in Nicaragua, Costa Rica. So I got to go to a couple different places. I wasn't good at all then. I'm not that same. You took, now. did you take lessons or something? Um, did I take lessons? I took a lesson in Hawaii. So I surfed in Hawaii. Uh, I took a lesson early on, and then now, but I'm looking forward to trying to do one of these summer trips. Like one of a, an, another surfer guy from Miami, um, they just did it. You call it a striker mission. So like, you know, you, you're watching the weather, and next thing you know, like, oh, tomorrow, you know, in two days there's gonna be waves in you know this country, or whatever. So they they just went to El Salvador, and I saw some of the waves that these guys are getting there. I was like, man, I need to spend a good week out there to see. If and you can it. you can control yourself in that. You can handle yourself well, or uh, it depends how big the waves are. Yeah, yeah. three oh. to four, I'm okay. Four to five, maybe. Six. That gets else? crazy. But we'll see. I, 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 but I am looking forward to challenging myself and getting out there and, and really throwing myself in the mix. When you go there, you go there with like your same group of friends, is it new people, surfing community? Yeah, I got a couple surfer friends, uh, actually Columbus guys. So they're, really? they're, my, they're my dudes. And then my cousin. You my, can find everything at Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of everything. So my cousin's actually a, a big surfer, uh, photographer, filmer, great. He lives out in, in Montauk, New York. So he kind of runs the local scene out there. So um, yeah, I, I got to get on a trip with them. Dude, I. Uh, the, the, every surfer loves Jack Johnson, the musician. You ever heard of him? I know who he is. Yeah, he plays all these songs. It's just like surfer community and stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's 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 happy, bro. It's like happy. Yeah, it's like, dude. It's like it's like chill. And it's, I love it because I I remember going to his concert because a, a guy who I was training his kid 
the family was huge into Jack Daniels. Went to the Hollywood Bowl, which is beautiful. And I was like, look at this community, bro. Everybody's like happy, chill. Where is the, You know what Jack Johnson is? Of course. So I was like, oh, man, I like that vibe, man. I just like that relaxing, the relaxing vibe. It's good music. Yeah, it's chill and it's this. The Heat, the Miami Heat, right? You think we're going to beat the Celtics? Yes, we no, need, without we being need, too... We need to, we need to. I'll be there tonight. You're going to go tonight? I, uh, when I look at the Heat, right, I just, I always miss everything that's good. Like the runs, I miss. Like I miss the, the whole LeBron thing. I'm in Los Angeles, so I miss. I was living on set. That sucked. Did you come to, did you go to any games during that era, any of you guys? I did, but I wish I would have gone to more because you just... You don't realize how You take it for granted, yeah you, yeah. you just, you think, you know, when you hear one, two, we're going to be seven, you think it's going to be gone, going on forever, and, and it didn't. But, you know, we had Dwayne Wade, and that to me is like, you know, Dwayne Wade. And we, we got to see Shaq play for the Heat one time. As a Heat fan, you've seen it. a lot. You've that seen a lot. You've had a lot. You know, Dwayne Wade is probably, you know, arguably one of the best, you know, I, I, I think the best Heat player we've ever had, right? For sure. I mean that. Well, then LeBron not. LeBron. No, I'm saying from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. And I, I always say about the way that's different from you know Miami's a, a big city, you know, and it's like not one person really controls Miami. It's too many people. But I mean, Dwayne Wade is like. Miami. Yeah, like Marino, like Marino, yeah, Dwayne. Hey, Wade. You, you, yeah, you got to say Haslam too. You got to. Ha, no, Haslam too, of course. <laughs> Who? Haslam's a muscle. You know, ha, Dwayne Wade's Haslam's yeah. a guy parting parting yeah, the crowd. You, yeah, we respect no, him. You, I love UD. Like, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. What I love about UD is like I see we we had similar roles in our career, right? Where behind the scenes, this guy did it all. You know what I mean? He's the one that made sure, hey, this is how we do things, you know, and, and just really ran the team. Now the that you brought that up, bro, do you see yourself going back into baseball or are you done? Honestly, yeah, you never say never. Not as a player, I mean as a front yeah, office. No, player, I'm done, done. But like front office guy, coaching guy. Yeah, honestly, you never say never, but for me, the biggest focus is my family. You know? mm -hmm. uh, people tell me all the time, like, oh, you have so much to offer the game, and this and that. I'm like, yeah, but I have so much to offer my family and my kids. Right. So for me, it's just finding that balance. You know, anything I do now is family first. So if it's going to interfere with, you know, my family or whatnot, then, yeah, you know, like it's pretty cool. I'm actually going to work, um, I'm working regionals for um, ESPN. I'm gonna be announcing regionals. Get the fuck out of here, yeah, bro. Yeah, which is you probably like a year ago, you, you would have probably been like, you have to do this. And I'll be like, oh, we'll, we'll see one day. But I told you, didn't I tell you? I called it, bro. I go, I go, because I don't know, man. The, I got a couple gifts, but one of the gifts I have is if you, just like with this guy, with this motherfucker, I said the same thing. I go, Josh, bro, I'm seeing these things. And it's because I love what both you guys got going on. So it was great to get both you guys here because when we spoke and I saw the commentary thing, I go, this guy's perfect. He speaks real clean, looks clean, but has an edge to him, was a fighter, player, was a guy, was an underdog. People didn't really think he was the guy, so he's a perfect commentator, and he's an authentic guy, which most people, hey, how are you? Welcome to the ballpark today. We're out here in the beautiful Miami, Florida, right? Which new school is different. And with Josh, what I saw was a guy super passionate about fucking meat, bro, that it, it's an upscale thing because, bro, when I'm growing up, I'm not ordering Wagyu, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I learned about that when I was in Vegas. So to see you guys kind of grow that way and stuff, bro, that makes me very happy. And, and I think, you know, Jay and I both share a common, we love people. You know, we love to see the way people are wired and we like good people. And I think that the, that's important. So when you, you know, you're a master of your craft, he's talking baseball and he's personable. I want to watch him. I want to hear you talk about the game. You know, and especially that I know you, and <laughs> so I'm always rooting for him. I think we should hear. So, how is it gonna sound? Like, give us like your interest. Hi, this is John Jay here. We're, how's it gonna sound? Talk to me. Uh, opening idea. day, right here. <laughs> opening. Let's get a little opening day. Like, so you're gonna be obviously you're gonna have the color man. You're gonna be the baseball talk guy. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna figure it out. So, how, how, go, 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 give us a thing. So, a guy hits a, a talk hitting. What are you gonna say? The guy does some good hitting. What are you gonna say? No, you know we got you know we got Johan Morales at the play right now. Local product out of Braddock High School. You know, this guy's just really been the anchor for the Hurricanes lineup. I mean, good kid. Uh, you know, I've gotten to know him behind the scenes, and you know, he's got a bright future. And oh, and here he goes, a line drive out the middle, a base hit, run scores. You know, I've seen Johanny do this all year long. Nah, it's gonna be better than that. It's gonna be better. I'm, I'm, I'm no, a field guy. See, I like that because, like, I feel like I know him now because see? he 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 puts in those little. No, he puts in so those I'm, things. So now I know him too. Oh, he's been doing this. All year. I'll say yeah. that when I go to meet, have lunch. I'm like, yeah, I know because you know. This guy does it all year. I didn't even know that, but now I know that because yeah. he dropped the word. And one thing I am looking forward to is like once we do know who's gonna be at regionals and all that stuff, like getting to research the teams, you know, getting to like I'm going deep, man. I'm gonna look at their socials. I'm gonna really. Oh, oh, oh so you're gonna scout report. See? It's a scout report. That's what people. 
listen, that's what I'm not going to mention who, but that's what he uh, he does. He has his assistant give a whole letter of, okay, this guy graduated this year. This guy went to this high school, this college, whatever, which will be cool if this guy goes, hey, underscore 43 at Kawaii. Uh, I'm going to hook these kids <laughs> up, man. I'm going to hook them up. No, and, and that's the thing that I'm looking forward to, like I said, like just uh, doing my research. It's a new challenge for me, you know, and I'm, you know, I've talked to a lot of people already. Like, oh, but, you know, make sure this, make sure that. I'm like, I, I appreciate it. We're going to we're gonna get this done. Dude, last question. I think I get a vibe here of dominoes, right? And I almost get offended because people forget that dominoes is played with double nines, yeah. not double sixes, yeah. bro. Double six is too easy. It's a, we don't do that, right? And I always say that us being Cuban, right? And you got lucky. And I don't think Josh has done this yet because he's grown up in Miami, even though he's traveled a lot. But I've lived outside of Miami, and there's nothing like being Cuban away from Miami. Like, we really, really pop, man. You play dominoes at all? Yeah, for sure. You too? Of course. What was the last time you played? Uh, I'd say about a month ago. Really? Yeah. I, 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 anyone, anytime there's someone like, oh, we're doing Lechong or come over here, you know dominoes. It's going down. So, for sure, family parties. And I'm trying to think. I, it's been, yeah, like two or three weeks ago because I was, I was at a... A get together. I'm at my best friend's a surprise a surprise party for his dad, and we ended up playing some dominoes, and we went on a nice little run. When you play, you a team player, or you just take it over? You're like, oh, okay, well, I got this. How does that work? I'm a team player. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride your wave. That's so, me. so I'm here to ride your wave. So, Josh Sale, you're gonna go with the Dole Ocho all okay. day long. All day. I don't want to. I don't want to get. We're not fighting. We're that. chilling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with you the whole time. I'm not trying to lead. Hey, we're, you know, it's Salida. No, you go. No, 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 no. You got this, dude. You got, even if you're like packed, you're like, no, oh, no, no. you got this. What up, what up? But it's competitive. Like, I don't want to lose. I don't want to get up. I want to stay. So like, you, teams is where it's at. Listen, there's nothing like playing dominoes in Miami outside when it's not that hot that you have that breeze hitting you, that million dollar breeze that people love. And you're drinking drink of your choice. Mine is a Pepsi. Chilling. You know what I'm saying? What are you drinking? Tequila. Tequila? All day. So we're here. Hopefully Lo Siento soon. There you go. Got you. <laughs> With some music playing, some Josh Premium meats there that you could get on so you're not there. You know, like La kind picadera, of pick, like, there at the thing, bro. And just playing to me, bro. That's I have that vibe in my head every day. That just I just love that, man. I listen, both you guys, I'm completely so happy and so proud of you guys, man. And I'm so proud that we were able to share this moment in in my journey with this show and to bring a new audience to you guys because I'm 100% confident that this is only the beginning for both of you guys. Like when you guys reach your 40s, it's going to be crazy. Whether you figure out, dude, I like this commentary thing, I'm going to take this to the next level. Or if you're like Josh, you're like, you know what? Enough with the restaurants. Now I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to start doing my own cooking show and we've talked about stuff like that so i just can't be super prouder of you guys man tell them your tags josh where, where can people find you where can they get the food so they can find us at josh premium meats on instagram as well as joshpremiumeats.com um we have a store in south miami we're hoping to open a store by the end of the year not hoping we are going to open a store by uh, in aventura um and we want to continue this brand so that's where you can find us we do home delivery as well as in-store pickup what is it, really quick what do people should know about josh premium meats that they don't know give us give us like a little 30 second thing of why you're the best well um i think it's important to start off with family run so when you come to our store you'll meet myself my mom my cousins and that's important you're supporting a family a small business which is not something you see so often anymore but we are known for our exotic meats that we import from australia and japan so to me it's the best meats i have found in my entire life um so i always strived to have the best and now we were able to provide that to families and if you work hard enough you know this is something that you could treat yourself always to and, and that we always want to make it available to you and your family jay you where can people find you talk to us yeah john ju uh j-o-n-j-a-y-u uh on instagram twitter as well and then i'm on linkedin too i'm on linkedin too <laughs> there we go the, the entrepreneur well we're excited to hear you ESPN regionals. If UM if UM doesn't make the super regionals, what a waste this year was, bro. In baseball, because they just they just have to. So I'm super proud of both you guys, man. Thank you for coming on. And remember, at the end of the day, you gotta keep going hard and do your thing. See you in the next one. If you've made it this far, first of all, thank you so much. Like the video, subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Comment because Coach HP is gonna get to the comments. He's gonna take care of you. Okay, DM him. He answers all his DMs. The guy is on it. But again, if you made it this far, 
Thank you so much. We love you. We are out. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.